2: and curse the patriarchy.
1: We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating.
2: Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about trekking across the United
1: States to hunt down the perfect best friend to marry. Zach has fallen in love across Europe and the Bahamas, and now our fair bachelor is headed back stateside for the all-important hometowns. He'll be
2: sampling local delicacies from maple syrup to cow tongue. He'll be trying to convince four moderately protective families that it's fine that he's still dating three other women. Just experiencing this fair country the way that it was meant to be experienced.
1: The authentic American experience. The American dream, if you will. I don't know where I've heard that phrase before. It sounds familiar. I mean,
2: yeah, he's <laughs> headed out to find a wife to take back to his homestead. thats I think that is... What's going on here, right? Sorry, I also just yeah. recently watched the first episode of Farmer <laughs> Wants a Wife, so
1: you're <laughs> getting some unanticipated crossover content here. <laughs> this is Manifest Destiny Bachelor style. <laughs> um, really dark. Okay, so it's just going to be the two of us today. Our, our guests, unfortunately, had to bow out, but... Honestly, we we have enough to say about these hometowns for four guests. <laughs> no one so. ever need fear that we won't
2: be able to fill an episode without a guest. <laughs> you might wish that there were different content, perhaps from a guest, but we can fill it. So let's dive in. Hometowns is always, I mean, we just want to do justice to each hometown. So we want to really dig into each section, We open with Zach showering off, showering off the season. We haven't seen a shower recently, so I guess he's been abstaining, but he's finally getting (laughs) clean again to meet the ladies' families, which is a good idea. He's like, I
1: didn't shower for all of (laughs) Europe, including during when I had COVID. Now it's time. He's like, I'm in Europe. Get that camera guy in here. I use a bidet and then I splash some water under my armpits. (laughs) I think
2: that's... The local he did way. go
1: in a lot of hot baths. That's so. true,
2: actually. We saw him <laughs> do uh more sort of traditional uh bathing. So he is finally showering again and he is ready to start his tour all the way east in Vermont. We're in Gabby's hometown in autumnal Pittsford, Vermont. We're just like we've stepped right into Christian Girl Autumn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's unsettling how to me how much I vibe with that aesthetic. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> It's plaid, a comforting one. <laughs> jeans, <laughs> boots. Um, Zach wearing his plaid jacket meets Gabby in the woods and he runs toward her through the rustling leaves. She sort of jumps into his arms from a standing position once he reaches her. And then she says, That was a really good jump, actually.
1: I love you can when they, tell that Gabby's been, like, stealing herself. She's oh, like, yeah. I gotta do it. I love we'll when see they, how it goes. I love when they grade themselves.
2: They're <laughs> just like, did I do it?
1: Did I do the jump? I think that counts. It's actually it very counts. hard to
2: jump from standing. You don't get that good momentum.
1: Yeah, that's, that's why it's the run and jump.
2: <laughs> so Gabby has planned a full Maple experience for Zach, and she tells him that we presumably... Vermont generally is the biggest maple syrup distributor in the U.S. Which I mean, yeah, su- sure, I'm, I'm sure that's that. true that makes of sense. Vermont. I was like, your family
1: or definitely the state. The state. She's
2: you know the royalty. <laughs> they drill into a sugar maple for some liquid gold, uh, the sap, and they do it in the in the traditional way where you drill a hole and then you just start jamming your fingers in there. Just to see what you can get. It's so wet. It's so wet in there. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I just, I read a lot of Laura Ingalls Wilder growing up, and I don't think that's how you tap a tree. (laughs) Just rubbing your fingers around inside the tree and being like, oh, that's so, that's so wet and sticky. Mm." (laughs) Mmm. I hope no one hears this out of context. (laughs)
1: I was like, oh no, Zach, what are you, what are you like when you're actually trying to figure a woman? (laughs) I'm concerned. (laughs)
2: Uh, Next, it's time for an outdoor pancake testing. Gabby has gotten three grades of maple syrup and one fake one so she can subject Zach to a blind taste test. She's like, can he tell which one is fraudulent? Is our love fraudulent? If he
1: can't taste it, how am I supposed to know? Gabby's always down to have a good time. She's like, I'm committed to whatever bit yeah. is presented to me and I'm gonna really go for it. She loves bits. Also, it's like this is this is a risky bit because as we know. Zach is actually viscerally repelled by real maple syrup. <laughs> no, <know>. At the <laughs> beginning of
2: the tasting, he's like, I'm loving this. I'm a sugar guy. And I'm like, Zach, we all know that you hate maple syrup. We saw it with our own eyes. Like, suddenly you like maple syrup? We're not babies. We know what's going on. <laughs> so obviously, he ends up picking the fake syrup.
1: An abomination.
2: But I get this because I grew up eating pancake syrup, right? Like ma- maple syrup is expensive. We would get the, you know, whatever store brand <laughs> pancake syrup that's just maple flavored high fructose corn syrup. And when I grew up and I started eating real maple syrup, I thought it tasted weird. (laughs) It doesn't taste the same. It's less sweet. And now I prefer it. But that was like, it was a journey, you know? I had to say... Well, Zach hasn't taken that journey yet. He certainly has. has He has certainly not taken that journey yet. Because he could tell they were different, but clearly he was just like, well, the sweetest one with the least weird maple
1: flavor is the best. Do I want it to taste like tree? No. (laughs) <laughs> There's a good one, and then there are these three bad ones. Yeah. So I'm going to pick the best one. <laughs> I believe we have a clip of this moment. That one's not as good as this one, I don't think. It's good, It's but not as good. I think that might be the best. Dad, or... Oh, my God, you just shot me. This is fake! <laughs> like, the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> worst syrup you can buy. <laughs> That's not even maple syrup. It's not even fake maple. It's literally pancake syrup. That's just high fructose corn syrup. Ew. Throw it in my mouth. (laughs) See, here's the thing. (laughs) There there are closer maple approximations that are fake and cheaper. That is what I grew up with. I mean, there are, but it's just maple
2: flavored corn syrup. It doesn't taste the same. It really doesn't. (laughs) and I know because it was so like the stuff we bought claimed to be
1: maple syrup you know it was I'm just saying I think that Zach tasted like Aunt Jemima and was like this is it this is the best one yeah it's well yeah
2: but that's maple flavored syrup it's just as terrible (laughs) also I think now it's called Pearl River Milling Company oh right because of the the deep racism because of the Aunt jemima exactly i grew up with aunt jemima and and it it has been rebranded but i assume the syrup is essentially the same and still very bad
1: um but I, maybe I'm just a maple snob like Gabby. But I, I was not surprised by Zach's choice. I'm from, but I was I'm disappointed from the land in him. Of corn
2: and Zach strikes me as a kindred spirit in that sense. He's like <laughs> I grew up eating the syrup of the corn, and that is what my taste buds know. If you want me to start liking syrup that tastes like tree, that's gonna <laughs> I'm gonna need some
1: time to adjust. Well, this just makes me think that Zach and. Gabby are not a good match. I
2: mean, what are they going (laughs) to eat for breakfast? It's disaster. He's, like, making fun of himself in in the moment. He's like, grade A straight from the tree or chemicals. Uh, It's neck and neck for me, to be honest.
1: You do have to appreciate that Zach is the kind of guy who can, like, dunk on himself. That's always a good
2: quality. As we have learned, and we will actually... Learn again later in this episode. He knows he has weird taste in breakfast food toppings. <laughs> so now it's time for them to go use sugar maples for their true purpose, as like a backstop for you to make out
1: passionately in your plaid jackets. Which no they greater do. aphrodisiac than <laughs> maple syrup and maple-flavored high-fructose corn syrup.
2: I love these scenes whenever they make out against something. There are some times in the show's history where it looks natural, but usually it just looks like they're like, this seems like a good idea, (laughs) but they're actually quite uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) After this, Gabby tells Zach that her family knows that she is still healing a lot from her past relationship, so they're going to be looking to see if he's there for her, if she's upset that he makes her feel safe. And she's like, listen, I wouldn't have made you trek through the lands of Vermont unless I really cared about you. God forbid you have to go to Vermont during leaf peeping season. I mean, what a hardship. (laughs) I'm always trying to get to Vermont during leaf peeping season. No one ever wants to take me. If you want to pass the good word to my husband. They make out some more. And then Gabby says, by the end of the night, maybe I'll be fallen like the leaves.
1: I think you might be, Gabby. Could
2: They're all just on pace. They're all just like, I know I should be fallen soon.
1: Yes, I better get on that.
2: (laughs) I better get on that. I feel like they're actually kind of late. Like, we're at hometowns and no one has really used the L word with him yet. Frankly, I appreciate that. Yeah, they're all, like, keeping their cards close to the vest. And maybe they've all been scarred by Clayton's (laughs) season as well. (laughs) (laughs) So that night, they head to her family's home and meet her parents, Kevin and Stephanie, her sister, Chloe and her two brothers Evan and Brayden. Chloe is her identical twin. She's actually 2 years older than her, but they look the same. And she's like Chloe is my best friend. She just got engaged and I need to like kind of catch up and get engaged right now so that we can have families <laughs> together. And I'm like, there's a good reason to go on The Bachelor. (laughs) Unfortunately, you're going to have to move to Austin. That's the downside of getting a speedy engagement on The Bachelor (laughs) is that The Bachelor will expect you to move to wherever he feels like living. So you and Chloe can have families together long distance. (laughs) Oh, God. Zach uh, catches them up on their journey and how traumatized he was
1: by Gabby forcing maple syrup down his throat right away. I mean, the horror, the utter horror of having to taste real maple. I was starting to like question my own memory. Like, was he really that turned off by the maple
2: syrup as I remember? They play a clip, and yes, he was very turned off by it.
1: (laughs) And he's like, he's like, but we got through it. it." We recovered from that traumatic moment (laughs) and we really connected. We recovered from her feeding me high quality sugar
2: treats. So, Gabby's older brother, Evan, pulls him aside first and he asks zach what his full intentions are and then he's like and like do you really see her as like a sweet person inside and out he's like actually i see her as a really mean
1: person (laughs) inside and out
2: not sweet at all i felt like that was almost like a stage fright question where he kept going and then he's like what am i asking here and i was like do you really (laughs) see her as a
1: sweet person inside and out (laughs)
2: It's not very useful. I feel like they
1: always prep the older brothers. They're like, you gotta go hard on the bachelor. Yeah. And I feel like Evan (laughs) was like, I it's not really my nature, but I'm gonna try. Yeah, petered out a little bit at the end there. (laughs) I'm like, he's like, I start out with a tough
2: question because his full intentions are to keep dating her and three other women, and then maybe (laughs) sleep with some of them, and then maybe pick one. And then he's like, I'm gonna finish off with a softball. So Zach tells Evan that he doesn't doubt that he sees a future with Gabby. And Evan says, Well, she doesn't nor usually put herself out there. This is huge for her. I can tell she really likes you. And I just don't want her to come out of this broken and defeated again. Like all of these women in hometowns have been deeply, deeply traumatized by past relationships. And he I know. Every brother
1: is like, please. <laughs> Do not (laughs) spare my sister. She's just recovered from the last heartbreak. Yeah. So
2: meanwhile, Gabby is confiding in her sister that she and Zach have a weird amount of similarities and that she could be falling in love soon. She admits that she's scared. And Chloe says that it's a good sign that she's allowing herself to feel things. And that Zach seems really sweet. Gabby and a couple of the other women on this Episode are just using all so many like process comments. Like, they're just like falling in love next on the agenda. Like, I can see that that is the next step to happen. And it's just funny to hear how like routine those terms have become, that it doesn't even hit the ear weird anymore. But even though it's something you would like never say if you brought your boyfriend home. Like I home could one day be,
1: be falling in love yeah. soon. I think I I'll think. be falling
2: in love soon with this guy I'm dating. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just around the corner. <laughs> That's the next step in this process. So Gabby's mom talks to Zach and says that they have to entrust him to respect her and give her the dignity of honesty at all times. I love this. Gabby's parents seem great. Oh, my God, they're so <laughs> adorable, actually. They're a- so cute. She, um, I love that little, I see, feel like she had that line prepared, but I was like, that is, like, the perfect line for what she can, like, reasonably ask
1: from him while still, like, holding yeah. him to some sort of standard. Because they always are like, please don't, you know, disappoint my child. And it's like, that's, they know that that's not actually a reasonable ask because three out of four of these people will end up disappointed But you can ask the lead to be honest with your child and to respect your child. And that, I I just, I loved that. And also, yeah, the
2: acknowledgement that it's like, oh, we just have to trust you. Like, we can't, we're not in a position to really demand anything. Zach asks how he can support Gabby in a relationship. I liked this too. Yeah, and uh, Stephanie says that she will be looking for someone to make her feel grounded, safe, and taken care of. And Zach promises that he will always, quote, act with her daughter's best intentions. This is, I would let pass without comment if it were the only time, but multiple times this episode, Zach
1: says best intentions when he clearly means means best interests. This drove me crazy. Like, why didn't someone point this out to him? After after the first time, because then he just keeps doing it for
2: this reason. They they want people to be making memes about how Zach doesn't know what words mean on Twitter.
1: The guy under he he's like I have the best intentions. Yes, and I also have your daughter's best interests yes. in mind. But he just like he's like why separate the thoughts so when you can just mash them together? There's a
2: bit of conflation going on there. Things are concepts are sliding into each other. <laughs> And Stephanie likes Zach after this conversation, but she's still, like, she's not there to be, like, cheerleading this relationship. She's like, we'll see. I'm not a romantic. I'm a practical person. And, you know, my husband is a romantic. That's also good. But for me, I'm just looking
1: at this more practically. I love a practical mom and a really soft teddy bear dad who's just ready to weep and be like, love is just around the corner. You can fall in love in one day. It is so cute. I know.
2: This sets up a conversation between Gabby and her dad that I do think I needed to be pre- He is so romantic. Like, I, you very rarely see a parent on the show act like this. And certainly not a dad. He says... You know what? Yeah, I do believe you can know right away. You, I think you can know within two dates. I think you can know the minute you see someone, because I knew the minute I saw your mom in the lunchroom that day. And Gabby has clearly heard this story many times and loves it. She's just like, tell me the story about the lunchroom again, Dad. And then they get emotional and they weep together a little bit because he's just so excited for his daughter possibly finding true love with Zach. It's so impractical and it's so adorable. It's so funny to me. Like, <laughs> the thing about this show is that, like, you have to have that kind of attitude to get excited about your child being in this process at all because looking at it practically or just like... This doesn't make sense. The most likely thing is that they're going to get brokenhearted publicly and it'll suck. And (laughs) he's just like, no, I think it's amazing because love can happen right away. And I've always wanted that for you, Gabby. This is so beautiful. I can't wait to watch this on ABC. After this, Gabby feels amazing. She's like, I got the validation from my family. That's what I needed to move forward. She's like, I'm giving myself permission to, I guess, be falling in love with Zach, really progress this relationship to the next level. So she and Zach sit on a bench. As we know, there is always a bench after the hometown date. And she begins to cry. She says that she knows she's the first one. She's worried he'll forget about her. And she's going to miss him because they're not going to see each other for a
1: whole week. She cries on his shoulder this was sad. Like, yeah. Poor, poor Gabby. She she knows this process. She knows she's just going to be feeling really anxious for a full week. And, and it, she's going to be isolated without answers. Like, it,
2: yeah. it sucks. He tells her, like, oh, it'll be a hard week, but we'll get through it. And it's like, yeah, everyone will survive the week. And then there's a <laughs> 25% chance he will dump her. and I wouldn't take those odds if this was my boyfriend, that I was, like, sad he was going on vacation. (laughs) They say goodbye. Gabby's still crying. She's like, I selfishly want more time with him. Um, This is interesting to me because she didn't say that she was falling in love with him or really express her feelings in, like, a show-approved way. Like, she says she's really gonna miss him. She's worried he'll forget about her, but she doesn't use any of the, like advancements of relationship yeah. terms and they don't really make a thing out of it like they don't have any in the moments of her being like i i couldn't bring myself to you know i don't feel like it was really emphasized in the edit
1: that she failed to say it i like that i it felt like this, them this was a more her. no i'm kidding this was a more honest <laughs> emotional reaction like yeah. i'm anxious i'm going to miss you i'm nervous about what this week will bring not like well, now I guess it's time to say yeah. I love you. It's just funny to see do the it.
2: absence of the like, well, did you say I love you or I'm falling in love with you? <laughs> Are you worried that because you didn't say that you won't get the rose? Like, do you wish that you would have told him that while you had the chance? And then they cut those in <laughs> to add yeah. to the like the competitiveness, the tension, the tension that's like, did she not play her correct card? It's just a more, uh, yeah, a more authentic um, sadness about separating. Um, Also want to note, at this point, Zach has not asked for her parents' blessing or permission to propose
1: to her. Just going to clap for you, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Ariel's date.
0: You like Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat,
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a
0: detour.
1: And we are back, and it is time for Ariel's Date. Obviously my personal favorite, New York City. So much Jewishness. Oh my God. I, I cannot tell you the number of texts. That I was sending to Claire (laughs) and Talon during this date. Just being like, oh, my God, this is bringing me life. I'm so happy. It's a Jewish deli. Like, I paused watching to, like, tell my boyfriend, like, Adam, Sarge's is on The Bachelor. We'll get there. (laughs) Very exciting to me personally yeah
2: it was uh, uh it's funny because new york is so well represented uh in film and tv as a romantic but not place. On the Bachelor. And, yeah i still found myself being like it's so nice to finally see my city like, <laughs> oh, I know. Know. like imagine if you're from like columbus georgia or whatever <laughs> it must be huge like it, it's all it all you know it just hits you you're like this the space where I walk around Washington Square Park suddenly seems romantic because <laughs> of The Bachelor.
1: So I was like, Ariel, you're right. It is the most romantic city in the world, okay? <laughs> Definitive. <laughs> Proven.
2: We know. It's the city where we fell in love with respect different people, and also, in a Ex- way, yeah. <laughs> with each other. As with friends. each other, yeah. So, obviously, <laughs> she's in her hometown, Unlike Emma and myself, it's actually her hometown. Her family is from New York. She grew up in this New York, Ukrainian Jewish community. And they're here in the in the fall on an unseasonably balmy day. They're not wearing jackets. And I'm like, yeah, sounds like last fall, yeah. <laughs> they meet in Washington Square Park. Ariel too dignified to jump
1: into his arms, so they just hug. Can you imagine Ariel doing a run and jump? Absolutely not. And certainly not in the middle of Washington Square Park. She's like, I frequent this park. Yeah, I'm going to do that
2: in front of of my friends (laughs) and peers. I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> this is the moment when I was like, I do, re- I do identify with Ariel because I, I too I identify with her so much. I <laughs> would never find myself in New York City doing something so humiliating. Yeah, hu- absolutely humiliating. <laughs> She's, she tells Zach, New York is a kind of extended family member for me. So it's very important for you to meet her and him. It's both. He's like, unisex. I don't know. I might say non binary. Yeah, unisex is like a bathroom. New York is a person, please. (laughs) So they walk around the park and the West Village. She tries to volunteer him for a chess game. He's not into it. Do we think Zach knows the basic rules of chess?
1: No. I mean, I, too, would, would decline being volunteered for a chess game in the park. Also, those guys, like... They're pros. Oh, yeah. No, I would get absolutely <laughs> decimated. Um, <laughs> I'd have to be like, wait, ha- what are the rules for this piece? Remind me. It would it would be very embarrassing. <laughs> um, yeah. I <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want
2: to risk forgetting one. <laughs> My brother would never let me live it down. So they go to Ben's for slices. And she says, I know we saw the big Ben, but this is the small Ben. And it's the most important one. <laughs>
1: They have some good banter about carbs and... They're eating some real New York City pizza. I admit. I was like, this looks great. I'm hungry. And Zach is like, I'm a big believer that
2: you should really... That you should have a partner that you truly enjoy being around. I'm like, Zach, bold statement. Going way <laughs> out on a limb here. Most people would say that's completely unnecessary.
1: It's funny because it, it when he said it, I was like, yeah, you're so right, Zach. And then I was like, wait, why is this being presented <laughs> as a groundbreaking statement? It's
2: true that people do have partners that they don't enjoy being around, but it, it's not because it really they does hold some, some kind of belief that it's not important, typically. It's usually more like you wake up one day and you're like, wait, I guess <laughs> I actually don't enjoy being around this person. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But he's like, I really do enjoy being around Ariel. And he does. It's he, This date feels... Like, a lot of fun. You can tell yeah. they're having a good time.
2: Yeah. I feel like Gabby and Ariel of his final four bring out his f- humor the most and his fun side. And when he's with them, he just seems like he's in more of, like, a a goofy, goofy little kid. He's doing banter. Doing banter. Yeah. Just, like, engaging on that level um, the most. And... That, that that is fun. Like, who doesn't want to go on a date
1: where they're like joking around a lot and laughing? To me, it's sort of similar to the way that Gabby brought that out in Clayton. And when Clayton was with Gabby, Wendy, you were like, Oh, I I feel like I'm seeing sides of Clayton I haven't seen before and now I like him more. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel with Zach and and Gabby and Zach and Ariel. It's like, oh, I, I understand his personality better. And that makes me more invested in him. Yeah, exactly. They stop
2: at a delicatessen for pastrami sandwiches. Emma, do you have anything Sarge's, to say?
1: Sarge's. Sarge's Jewish <laughs> deli. I was dying. I was like, this man, I've never seen a man so confused by a Jewish deli. Like, Ariel's like, this is really important to my culture. And he's like, what? Sandwiches? Um, I... Oh, she's like, a Jewish deli. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> he's, you know, he doesn't have a bad attitude. He's genuinely excited. He's like game. He's hes really getting into the gefilte fish, <laughs> which a lot of people are freaked out by gefilte fish. But if it's done well, it's truly delicious. Um, He's game, but it is so funny. I was like, oh yeah, J- Zach clearly did not grow up around <laughs> a lot of Jews.
2: Yeah. He's like a deli. Again, Zach and culture. I. Your <laughs> culture. <had> similar <laughs> childhoods. But, but I'm then like, you, are you moved to New York. Efron movies, like what's going on?
1: I don't know. You Probably also not. moved to New York and then married a Jew, so no, <laughs> the I, education I got, I, has been swift. <laughs> <figured things> <laughs> Actually, this made me really want a
2: pastrami sandwich, which is just oh my god, not something that I can run out and get uh, right now. And it, I just was like sitting a at my good computer. Good pastrami salivating. sandwich
1: oh. is so good. Oh my god! I was honestly a little surprised they didn't go to Katz's, but then I wondered if it was harder to get to film in in Katz's than I Sarge's. I kind of loved it that I was like, Katz's is so overdone. Like I know it's true. Like let's like highlight a different one. I would know yeah. I was genuinely, I was excited. Sarges is a classic. Uh I thought it was, I thought it was really great. Zach was very game. And during this date, Ariel is speaking really explicitly about her Jewish identity. She says when someone enters my family or enters my life, they need to know how important it is for me to be proud of my Judaism, be proud of my family, be proud of where I come from. And this is like, should be basic for anyone of any cultural identity. Like, yeah, that's, you should be able to talk about that. And that is important for a partner, but on The Bachelor, this is truly groundbreaking. Yeah. That they would like
2: let her (laughs) speak
1: about that. (laughs) Explicitly, <laughs> and leave yes. it in the show. Yeah, honestly, yeah. look at—we had Andy Dorfman have an entire fallout with Juan Pablo about the fact he didn't know her religious background, and her religious background was never mentioned. She was like, "Do you even know what religion I am?" And he's like, "No," but they never say what it is. Well, we don't and then wanna, she went on to be the Bachelorette. We don't want her and, to seem less relatable to Bella right, America, right? Right, and it was never mentioned. It's just, yeah, you know thank goodness for for those those we've made some we've made some real real steps
2: she also takes him to one of her favorite coffee shops which is actually a speakeasy because new york is cool like that <laughs> and in the speakeasy she tells him a little bit more about her family's background i believe we have a clip my parents fled the soviet union and it was very difficult for them. They couldn't be who they were. They were persecuted for being Jewish, and
0: they came to the United States and kind of created a life for my brother and I here and for themselves.
1: So being first generation, I spend every day being extremely proud of what my family created and who they kind of made me out to be. Again, just cool to hear that said explicitly. Yeah, um, like immigrant stories is also just an entire category of experience that we rarely hear about on yeah. The Bachelor.
2: I feel like unless it's like a personal trauma narrative, right? Like, right. Like with Christina like Schulman on Nick Vile season, um, they love a story of personal trauma, but they don't necessarily want to get into. Other parts of a person's family or life that might make them <laughs> unique, unless it's like right cultural a specificity really hobby or yeah that that that's exactly it. Like to to allow a character a character a person on the show in their character
1: on the show to talk about the specific culture they're from. Right, like unless it is Christian Christianity, we basically never hear about cultural specificity. I mean, we even saw that with like Ivan and Tasha. Him being atheist, I believe he's atheist, um, mm-hmm. was something that led to their breakup, and yet we never saw them discuss that on camera.
2: Yeah, and I think, I think that even for a, a lot of people who go on the show are very Christian, it seems like that isn't even discussed as much as they would want it to be. And there is this desire to flatten things out and make them yeah. universal, but Christianity can, in the eyes of like ABC. Be referenced casually all the time in this way that right is not or at least gestured to yeah exactly. Whereas this kind of conversation is much more
1: rare, exactly because like as the the dominant religious affiliation in the United States, we see Christianity of any kind as universal in a way, yeah. Like in in American culture, and so that can be referenced. You know, we can go to a church on a hometown date we can go to a Bible study. People
2: might just reference their faith in a way that we all know what that is meant to signal on this show. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, you
1: never hear someone be like, my faith is really important, and they're actually, like, Jewish or Muslim or Hindu. Right, exactly.
2: Because faith has come to signify a certain thing in the American lexicon of shorthand, and, um, and so you don't need to necessarily get into as much, like, I want to talk on this show about my personal relationship with Jesus. Like, we all know that's what you mean when you say faith. <laughs> um, so then she she tells uh, him a little bit about her family. She says that her parents will not be the tough ones. You'll be shocked to hear who will be the tough one. It's her older brother, Bobby. All of these women have older brothers. Almost all of them. And they're all super protective, And Bobby has offered to beat up her exes in the past. And Zach is now sweating bullets. He's like, great. There's some tough New York guy out there who's ready to beat me up when I do what is probably going to
1: happen. And I dump his (laughs) sister on national TV. I was like, I saw Bobby. This is like a Jewish New York City realtor. Like, he's not not beating anyone up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, technically, my brother once threatened to beat someone up. And, uh... Doesn't mean that he was going to actually do it, or that it was going <laughs> exactly. to do much <laughs> It was not a serious offer. Um, so that night, they had to meet her dad, Felix, her mom, Marina, who's giving me real Annie Hall vibes. She's got Ooh. like the the retro sunglasses She's so cute. indoors, the blazer, her brother Bobby, and her sister in law Gabrielle at Brooklyn Winery. <laughs> I got really excited about this. I love how they don't, you know, they're just like, maybe this is their house.
1: Well, yeah. I love that, of course, in New York City, like, people do not live in sprawling mansion so they're just like it's embarrassing "Mm, honestly we just won't go to anyone's home here yeah um, i think (laughs) they they didn't they do that once in a very early season they went to a new york city apartment and people were horrified um yeah i think it was the first bachelorette season
2: yeah but that was also they really at that point it wasn't a meet the families thing as much as it was a this is my real life thing so people, the men were taking trista to their homes and the guy who lived in new york his home was like a junior one bedroom and they were like
1: never again <laughs> and she was like never again and they were like never again um so yeah they're at brooklyn winery which i just have to say is just a real real quick 10 minute walk from my apartment um and i got really excited yeah you can Great recreate venue. you can recreate this whole hometown <laughs> date i i loved
2: this date cuz it i mean and katie's similarly i really liked and we'll get to that just because it just seemed like something you actually might do on a day in new york yes it's like you walk around washington square park you get a slice of pizza or a or a sandwich at the deli and you go to a speakeasy
1: or a coffee. You go to shop, a winery to in a the winery. evening for some like dinner and we a just drink. To like go yeah, out to eat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just eating and drinking and walking like, in that the is, city. That is
2: New York. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so <laughs> Bobby pulls Zach for a talk first to lay down the hammer. <laughs> and he says, you know, look, the process is unorthodox. My sister is a very capable girl, but she's my baby sister. And so I'm obviously the first line of defense. Next line of defense, I don't know. Is that when the father steps in? I'm, I'm, I'm not clear on the hierarchy. I think we actually have a clip of his very tough first question.
0: I know you're the one sensibly picking, but at the end of the day, my sister is the one choosing yeah. you. So why should she choose you? Ooh, Great question. Why Ariel should pick me? Um, hmm. Great answer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rough. Rough. I also Ah. love that Zach is doing the classic media training thing where when you want to buy a little more time to figure out what you're going to say, you just repeat the question and say, great question. Yeah, great question. And it it usually works because,
2: you know, like all, like most people, journalists are egotistical and we're like, it was a great question. Thank you. What did I even <laughs> ask? And that's around when they start to getting around to answer the question. Um, Bobby is not like this. Bobby is not here to be complimented <laughs> on his great question. He's like, why don't you have an answer ready?
1: <laughs> He's like, you don't even have one reason it's why my sister <laughs> should choose you. <laughs> I, it doesn't speak well of Jack's uh, Jack of Zach's
2: preparation that he did not have an answer ready for this because it does <laughs> seem like a pretty obvious question. But I, my guess is that he was expecting to field a lot of "Why did my sister stand out to you?" and that yes. he prepared answers to those questions. And, and then once he, was he like, got the talk
1: was like, about me.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm not I felt that bad great. for him. I don't know. Uh, I'm just a guy. I love football, family, and frozen pizza.
1: <laughs> is that... The frozen pizza, that would be a deal breaker. <laughs> he's like, um, I live in New York City, sir. My favorite. Eat frozen pizza? My
2: favorite kind of pizza is frozen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> automatic. Automatic out with the Frankel family. He's done.
2: Um, yeah, so he's not ready to answer this question, but finally he gathers himself and he says, it might sound simple, but I have a big heart. And the person I end up with has my whole entire heart, and I'll do anything under the sun to let that be known. And I'm a pretty good cook. And Bobby's, Bobby's like... not impressed. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what answer Bobby would have accepted, in fairness to Zach. I won't say no, that that was, was an incredibly good answer either. But... The thing is, like, the more someone talks themselves up in response to that, the more I'm going to be like, oh, you're full of yourself. And the less they talk themselves up, the more I'm going to be like, so you're not that great? (laughs) It's sort of a trap. (laughs) It's a
1: trap. Like, I get why Bobby asked that, but it's also
2: a trap. I think that what Bobby probably would have wanted to hear and what I would have probably loved to hear in an answer is why he's the right person for Ariel. Like, what, what is specifically
1: similar or compatible about them c- and right, like she into should an choose me because we would have such a fun life together I've never met anyone who brings out so much joy in me and I want to give that back to her and like yeah I have the incredible visions of what our life could be together and like she's such a powerful force and I want to be that next to her or whatever yeah. something that feels specific and is about their relationship
2: Exactly. Like, I think that might be the only way to successfully answer that question. Regardless, Bobby's still not sold. And so... It's also
1: rough, because I'm like, Zach and Ariel
2: aren't the best match of the people there.
1: (laughs) So like... And uh, so
2: I think Zach would have loved to answer a question like, what stood out to you about Ariel? Because there are things that he admires and loves about Ariel that he can talk about. But then to answer a question about why she should end up with him, he's probably like, probably she should She probably shouldn't (laughs) shouldn't. (laughs) we're all having fun here but like let's get real um and he says uh bobby says to zach that he's skeptical that in this short of a time that someone can really get to know someone else or fall in love and zach is like i get it but i've done it and i have fallen in love in this process and i know if you lean in you can find love and I'm like, wait, was that the relationship where later you were like, I don't even know this woman and she was never <laughs> authentic with me because I don't know if that's the best example of how this process yeah, actually works. <laughs> you were like ready oh. to propose to her and then you had one conversation and afterwards you were like, she's a fraud. I don't know. I <laughs> So Bobby brings up their different backgrounds.
1: Another thing that I'm just like, Zach You needed to prepare. He needed to be more prepared for this. He basically is just like, family is
2: important. If we really love each other, our families will make it work. (laughs) Like,
1: like, Zach, this isn't how that works.
2: Yeah, especially, I mean, there are different backgrounds, right? Like, of different kinds. My dad's family is Catholic. My mom's family is Presbyterian. In this case, we're looking at something a little bit more complicated, which is that she is from... Like a mine a religious minority background. And so it's incumbent upon
1: him <laughs> to be prepared to handle that more proactively. He could have even said what he had said earlier, which is like, I love learning about Ariel's culture. I like look forward to, you know, figuring out the rituals that are meaningful to to both of us. and like we yeah. would create we would create a structure within like our new family unit that would honor both of our backgrounds. I know how important that is to Ariel. And he's just like, yeah, it no, nah. it's it's like when people are like, "Well, some, you know, if you're in an interracial relationship and someone's like, "How do you plan to deal with racism that might be thrown at you?" And you're like, "Well, I love them." So, so it will just
2: it will be It'll figured just be out fine through
1: love, through the power of love. Yeah.
2: He had not prepared for that beyond being like, "I'm willing to try catfish to fish." <laughs> So Bobby starts asking whether Zach knows Ariel's birthday or her middle name, and Zach does not know the answers to any of these questions. Why didn't Bobby ask what her favorite color was? Zach—he was would have so been like green.
1: Prepared. It is green.
2: <laughs> None of us will ever forget <laughs> that it's green, and that Katie's is purple. We all know that now because Zach was asking the questions. And Zach is like, look, we have the rest of our lives to learn smaller details. I'm really focused on big picture stuff. And I'm like, so why do you keep asking about colors? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. He's going to be prepared to buy them, like, a sweater in their favorite color for their birthday, which he does not know. (laughs) i will have to, like, keep it in the backseat of his car. Really rough all around (laughs) (laughs) for Zach with Bobby. The hits kept coming. Felix, uh, her father, is next. And he... Asked what drew him to Ariel. So, Zach says her kindness, and also that she makes him his most comfortable self. I don't think I would be totally sold, but I know I said that he would probably be ready to answer this question, but now that I'm revisiting his answer, I'm like, I wouldn't be sold by this answer. (laughs) Like, all of the special things about Ariel, and you've got she's kind, and she makes me feel comfortable
1: (laughs) to be myself. Buddy. I think he was just so shaken from the Bobby conversation that he was like, I don't know. I just got to get through this.
2: You got to give me more. You got to give me more specifics. Felix is very skeptical after this. He's like, there are three other women. He said that everything could change in a week. So why should I be 100%? Like, I don't, he's not 100%
1: with Ariel. And that's fair. I also actually appreciated that Zach was honest about that that he was just like yeah. yeah i can't give you the answer that you want because we are in this process and i don't actually know what's going to happen like yeah that it is what it is it is what it is so after
2: after this bobby asks ariel if she really likes this guy also during all these conversations gabrielle bobby's wife is just sitting next to bobby like staring is at who <laughs> at, like, Zach. She's just like,
1: I'm here to, like, back up and support. I'm not here to play nice. And it's just like, <laughs> look at this, and just another cool, a very beautiful New York City woman. <laughs> <laughs> so he asks Ariel if she really likes this guy, and she's like,
2: this guy, his name is Zach. Like, m- your conversation must not have gone very well. <laughs> And Bobby is like, come on, look, this is marriage. It's not a joke. Like, do you even know this guy? Like, are you really ready for that commitment? And Ariel says the chemistry is immediate. And she does things that could be her best friend and husband. That doesn't seem like Uh. the most convincing answer to me. Like, if my friend said that to me, I would be like, I think you need to date for a lot longer. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, she's doing her best with the hand she's been dealt. And on that note, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with the rest of Ariel's date and the episode.
0: Can you keep up? I like, love it. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And we are back. Let's round out the rest of Ariel's date. Ariel talks to her father next. And he's like, look, I think it kind of takes years to know a person. So what you're doing is a risk. And he asks her if she feels, really feels ready for an engagement. And she says, yeah, I I do. I, I know that there will be challenges in this situation, but I'm ready to take those on. And then we get exactly what I think every parent should land on, which is like, you're my daughter and I trust you and I support you. Felix says, you know, you've proved to me hundreds of times that you could see things differently from me and we're we're here to support you.
2: Yeah. He's like, I don't see it, but that doesn't mean I'm right.
1: <laughs> Maybe you are. I think right. ultimately all of the families <laughs> Yeah. did that thing which I really love of just like regardless of our reservations or our excitement at the end of the day. This is our daughter's decision to make.
2: And again, Zach does not ask for Ariel's hand. So two for two. Yay, Zach. Despite the tough questions, Ariel is glowing after this. She feels like it went really well. So it could have gone much worse. She's like, they accepted Zach. They liked Zach. I think he could really fit in. And afterward, they sit on a bench at city winery and she or a Brooklyn winery, and she tells him that she is falling for him. And they make out, and he tells her he's she's so special and he can't wait for what's to come. And when they say goodbye, Ariel is feeling really good. She's like, I'm feeling so confident about our relationship and I'm just letting myself feel the good emotions. I'm letting myself be authentically
1: happy. I'm not going to overthink this. Oh, I love Arielle. I love her. I want to be her friend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we'll
2: cross paths Maybe one Brooklyn day she'll Winery. find out that you want to be her friend. I don't know how she possibly would. <laughs> uh, if and, I say it enough. <laughs> and, and with that... We're off to Charity's hometown, Columbus, Georgia. Charity Charity is feeling all the feels, she tells us. She's so excited to see Zach. She does a light jog and leap into his arms. And then she sits him down and explains that because family is so important to her, they'll be meeting her family first. So he's going to meet her mom, Vicky, her dad, David, her brothers, David and Nehemiah, and her sister, Mia. And And her besties. Her
1: besties. I love when they get to bring their friends.
2: Yeah. They just have a whole whole party. She's like, we've prepared a Southern spread. It's kind of like a family tailgate. This looked fun. It was just so funny to me because I was like, do you think that people only gather and eat spreads of food outside to tailgate? <laughs> For tailgate. Like,
1: they're pretty well, it was a pretty well established no, She's like, you're a football <laughs> player. I need to put this in terms you might understand. You're right. <laughs> she definitely is like relating
2: to his experience. And I'm like, I think most people are familiar with the idea of like a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> or, like or like a picnic, a, <laughs> a barbecue, a potluck. Like uh, we, I don't know. <laughs> just like a lunch party. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So back at the house the family and friends are at a table in the yard enjoying plates of southern food and saying like we just really want charity to finally
1: have her happily ever after charity is just universally adored which makes sense to me i mean from what we've seen on the show what's not to like about charity and it seems
2: like she and her family are very close as well as her friends, so it's really just this whole group of people who were all her immediate support system when she was in and recovering from that terrible relationship that she has talked about on the show. So they're like, we really just need Charity to she get the needs a win she deserves. And when Charity and Zach arrive, Vicky is like, I can see from her step that she's happy. Like she's got the bounce. she's got the sparkle, she's just so happy to be with Zach. And Charity's dad pulls her aside first and asks if they're in love. And she says they have a magical connection, but they haven't used that word yet. She says, this could be something serious, something for real. And she starts to cry. And she says, you and mom have always been my role models for a relationship. And He's very touched, and he's giving her advice. He's like, in marriage, it's you have to take responsibility for each other and care for each other, and that's what we've always done.
1: And they just sort of, like, have a little weep together. Charity is, like, perfect for this show. Yeah. She loves her parents' marriage. Come on. <laughs> her parents She's- are adorable and personable and good on camera. Come on. <laughs> Perfection. They give good bachelor. She talks to her
2: besties next and they tell her they just want to see her happy. And they're like, are you in love? And she's like, I'm on the trajectory on that path. And they ask if he's been honest with her the whole time. And she says, yes. And one friend asks if she's prepared for the outcome she doesn't want. And she says it wouldn't be easy, but she's willing to take the risk. And they're like, well, we'll be here for you no matter what. And they share a big group hug. I will say... I. (laughs) Sometimes on these, like, hometown dates, we'll see family almost be like, I guess we'll be there for you, but, like, I really don't want to have to be there for you again. So <laughs> can we just, like, can we just not have to do the thing where I'm there for you again? And and charities, like, hometown, everyone is just like, we've really been through it with you, and we're, we'll do it again. We'll, we'll do, do it, it again. as many times as we have to. It's very sweet. Nehemiah then sits down with Zach because he is the brother, and he has... Another
1: older brother! <laughs> he has questions. Older brother number three.
2: <laughs> he asks where Zach is with the other women, and Zach says that he's compartmentalizing.
1: <laughs> Again, another honest answer.
2: <laughs> I know. It's almost because <laughs> like, I feel like compartmentalizing almost has, like, a negative connotation in a way. Like, we all know that, like, it serves a purpose psychologically, but it almost sounds like you're closing off in yeah. a way that can be
1: but unhealthy or excessive. But that is exactly what The Bachelor has to of do. Of course, but
2: they usually say it in a way that's just like, I'm just trying to treat each relationship as individual, you know? <laughs> Zach gets to the point. He's
1: like, I'm compartmentalizing. <laughs> i This is not normal. <laughs> i
2: completely boxed off all of my feelings into <laughs> tiny little receptacles. And right now the charity box <laughs> is open and
1: I'm here. So <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> well, Zach wants to just put Charity's (laughs) best intentions first. Why? Zach. Why? Zach. Someone should have told you. Uh,
2: Maybe he really on some level does mean that he just wants to focus on their best intentions. (laughs) It's like, I love how good her intentions are. And that's what I'm (laughs) focused on. Um, Nehemiah asks what set her apart. And Zach says that they immediately felt comfortable he felt no doubt that they were both looking for forever love and he sees trust with her. And Nehemiah is a softy. I feel like he wants to be a little more tough, but he's like, he's not. He seems like a stand up guy. Like, you know, this is risky. I want to protect her, but like, nice dude, like, feeling good. So then Nehemiah talks with his sister and asks her what makes Zach different from guys she's dated before. And she says he's confident in who he is and he's emotionally intelligent, very important qualities. He asks why he's overprotective with her. He's like, why am I overprotective like this? And she's like, because you want the best for me.
1: (laughs) And she starts to cry. I was like, they've had this conversation before. (laughs) They just like immediately (laughs) basically start to weep together. We have a clip of their conversation.
2: There's other women involved. Yeah. Are you prepared to go through heartbreak again? Because when it happened before, I didn't know if you're going to be okay. And um, I did not like seeing you like that. I know. Because you deserve the world.
0: I don't
1: don't.
0: don't like seeing it like that. I know.
2: (sighs) Basically, Charity cries with, like, in communion with every family member she talks to.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really sounds like her last relationship was really traumatic and that that trauma was deeply felt by all of the people close to her.
2: Yeah. I can imagine they seem very close, and to have your daughter or sibling go through a pretty abusive sounding relationship must be very difficult. And I just, I love seeing like an emotionally open brother sister relationship. I think it's It's beautiful. She calls him her best friend and her
1: rock. Um, Does Zach know? Because he's looking for a best friend. (laughs)
2: Is it okay to have your brother be your best friend when that is a role that should be reserved (laughs) for your romantic partner? Is that, like, inappropriate? I mean, (laughs) some questions that I think Zach should be asking. Um, She
1: also has all of these other best friends. Is there room for Zach We have questions. We have so many questions about how many best friends are allowed. How many best friends is too many best friends? Like, if multiples are allowed, then maybe this opens up some
2: space for Zach to end up with a woman who already has a best friend. But But we don't
1: know. We don't know. We don't know know what his stance is on the numbers of best friends. I don't know. Is he a one and only best friend type of guy? Yeah. I mean, that's fidelity, right?
2: That's (laughs) Exclusivity. So Charity talks to her mom, who is also feeling very protective. And Charity assures her that Zach has consistently shown up as what she wants in a partner. Vicky asks if she's falling in
1: love. And Charity says that she quote, definitely can say I'm in the process. These are process gals. They're committed to the process. They believe in the yeah. process. They know the process. They're just like, what They're can staying I say in the course? What can with the I process? say
2: that is accurate on the record about where I'm at in the process? Yes, I can say that I am in the process of falling in love without without perjuring myself. Charity says she's thought about saying it to Zach that night that she's in the process of falling in love. Vicky seems concerned. Charity tells her that she just wants a relationship like her parents, and they both begin to weep. I keep calling it weeping because we, we, we've talked about what a beautiful crier Charity is. It seems like it's genetic. Like her whole I was gonna say
1: (laughs) are just she inherited the the beautiful crier genes.
2: They just are like they're all like very like elegant, composed people with very like good energy. And then when they start (laughs) to cry, it's just like tears just like gently leaking down their face like crystals as they continue Uh, to like have the conversation with composure. I'm like, this is not what it looks like when there's crying in my family. <laughs> Vicky tells her that her prayer and hope is for her to fall in love with someone who sees and loves her for her. And she's like, as far as Zach, I say nothing but good things. And after this, Charity says, I hardly ever see my mom cry like that. And she thinks that it indicates that Vicky sees something here. Which or she's I, just
1: very nervous. <laughs> I know. I would have read it as <laughs> like, my say? mom is
2: terrified. But... Um, or deeply touched by Zach and how perfect she is, but she's like everything went perfectly. This is what I needed from the day. They all liked Zach. They're all like
1: on board for this. And, and now they get to invert the hometown date yeah. because they saw the family in the afternoon. They get to do a little night, a little night date afterwards. Line dancing. This looked really fun. Yeah, she takes some line dancing. They
2: make out. They dance to country music, and then. They leave the dance hall, make out against the wall outside. Against the wall? Like, where's the bench? What's even happening? Is this a hometown? (laughs) And she tells him between kisses that she's honestly falling in love. And he says, you don't know how good that feels. And they continue making
1: out. This seems like it went super well to me. I know. After this... This was not a date where I was like, well, Charity's going home. I know. So now we're at Katie's hometown date. The
2: final stop on this whistle-stop tour of the United States of America. They're in their shared home of Austin.
1: Neither of them are I love are that, from that, that for this, speaking of cultural specificity <laughs> that is flattened. Katie is Canadian, and they were just like, let's not address that. She is. (laughs) She's Texan now. She's not even
2: from Austin. Like, did she even go to Austin before coming on the show? She,
1: like, doesn't have a bed in her apartment. (laughs) (laughs) She's a travel nurse. She clearly got a contract in Austin. Yeah. Recently. (laughs) She's
2: like, I've only lived here for a few weeks. And I'm like, you mean less than the amount of time that you've been on the show? So, yes, correct. Do you, do you fear at all. A clear <laughs> hometown. Yeah, we're, we've now reached the point where people are, like, from a place that they have never been. <laughs> <laughs> That's a high
1: level of erasure. But this date is just so quickly, so normal. And, and I mean that in the best way. Yeah, I think
2: this was actually a very savvy move on Katie's part. She asks him to help her run errands with her to get settled in, which allows him to sort of, like, step up and feel like he's in his hometown. He's sort of showing her around his hometown, while also at the same time, you know, she's actually like, well, this is my favorite grocery store (laughs) of the town I just moved to last week. Like, they're, they're, (laughs) like, they're, like, it's like they're living life together in the town where they both
1: reside. And this is so often downplayed on The Bachelor, mm. but, like, there's a big value in knowing that your life with your partner would just fit together kind of seamlessly. Like, yeah. no one has to move if they get together.
2: Yeah. It actually <laughs> reminded me of... Do you remember Ben Lawrence reality show? Yes.
1: Uh, oh, ben God, Higgins, that was terrible.
2: Uh, short-lived, happily ever after reality show with his pick on The Bachelor, uh, Lauren Bushnell, at the time. Yes. Just the scenes of them, like, around wherever they were living, Denver or wherever. Denver, I think. Just like, yeah, here's Lauren and Ben going grocery shopping and, like, goofing around together. And at that point, their relationship was already, like, on unsteady ground. But that's more what this date felt like, much more so than most hometown dates I've ever seen. There's no like, well, here's this cool thing that my hometown is known for that we're going to go sample. It's just like, we're going to go to the grocery store. Life. We're going pick to fla- pick out flowers. You're going to help me around my apartment.
1: <laughs> also, brilliant. You have a <laughs> yeah. six five man coming to your apartment put him to work. Also, it's like the failure to launch thing, the
2: movie, not the general concept of, like, (laughs) let him help you out with something. It'll make him feel bonded to you. (laughs) And that'll make him want to commit. So she takes him to the grocery store so she can, like, judge his noodle and gluten-free cereal selections. She drives him to her place. They get a bouquet of flowers, and once they get to her place, they unwrap them and put them in a vase with about half a cup of water. They need to change that water frequently. Waters are, flowers are thirsty. They're going to need <laughs> more water than that. She's like, I love flowers. And I'm like, Katie, you are so unique. Thank you for that. <laughs> and then it's time to make some flat pack furniture together. Because she really does actually need to move in, allegedly. I'm still not I mean, entirely sold that this
1: is all real. I'm like, did they move all of her furniture out? Honestly, <laughs> maybe. I hope not, though. I hope he's actually doing things that That's she can that. then use. It's like, even if we don't end up together. Right. At least my bed is put together and my shelves are up Right. Now. It's like the princess date. It's like, at least yeah. this is something tangible. Exactly.
2: She And she's like, I would do anything with him. Anytime is good time. So why not screwing in light bulbs together, having him move in a mattress? He's like, am I just here to fix stuff? And she's like, yeah. Yes. Basically. And he's into it. He's like, my girlfriend is
1: she's so silly.
2: I mean, it's good to know because Greg can't fix anything. Like I'm the handy one. Yeah, man I, I'm the handy household. one in my relationship
1: yeah. and yeah. it's a real <laughs> bummer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm
1: not handy, so it's kind of an issue. Like I'm the only one who came into this relationship with a box of tools yes. and a drill. I'll put it that way. Me too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're the same. <laughs> When we put together flat pack
2: furniture, I put together the flat pack furniture, and he curates a Taylor Swift playlist for me. And I'm like,
1: I could do both of these things better than <laughs> yeah. you,
2: but I appreciate mostly. That you're I'm like, to Adam, could you
1: just like leave the house, <laughs> and then I'll put together this furniture in peace? Yeah, that's
2: helpful. And then come when you come back, just be very impressed. Exactly. <laughs> So afterward, Katie tells Zach how important it is that he's going to be meeting her mom, whose opinion means a lot to her. And she says, you know, my mom was my mom and my dad. She's been through so much. She's an example of the mother I aspire to be. And she gets very emotional. She gets very choked up. Um, It's clear that she and her mom are incredibly close. As she's talked about on the show, her dad left when she was extremely young and then her stepfather left the family when she was in middle school so she lost two father figures her mother lost two partners and the family unit like really stayed very tight and their mother was just sort of everything that they had in yeah. terms of like people to look up to and to look after them she's like I need my mom's approval to move forward I can't go forward without her say so so later still in their chore clothes i don't know assembling ikea makes me sweaty but same i guess hot people don't sweat katie and zach head to meet her family who obviously do not live here she does not really live
1: clearly in an airbnb (laughs) just like let's go to my parents (laughs) at my mom's house and yes they're in an airbnb I'm like, these people live in Kingston, Ontario, uh, not Austin, but whatever. This is a very cute little Airbnb. And we are meeting Katie's mom, Anne, her aunt, Jill, her grandma, Jackie, and her brother, Cooper. And Zach tells them that there was an immediate
2: spark with Katie. Her mom is really struck by how physically affectionate Katie is being with Zach I was struck too. Yeah,
1: I noticed that Zach is just holding her leg and her arm, and like, like sort of like tickling her leg. Like the the things that you do when you're like, I want this part, my partner, to feel comfortable and reassured. They're th- yeah, she's gonna. They're gonna. There's end no up together. like
2: formality <laughs> with their relationship. It's very right. just like we're, we're in a relationship. We're in a
1: relationship. Yeah.
2: But the, the weird thing is you never know. Like, sometimes The Bachelor is more like that with one woman than with the others, but sometimes he's like that with all of them. And when you're Katie,
1: like, you don't know. Like No, it feels obvious to to me as a viewer, but yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. He's, he is still dating. He's in relationships with four women right now. Yeah. Like, anything could happen. My prediction remains that he will end up with Katie because it just seems to line up for so many, for like practical reasons and also emotional reasons. He just seems the most into her, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I think that they
2: seem like the most compatible, compatible Um, Anne is very overwhelmed by finally seeing her daughter again and seeing her with a new guy she's never met. She's like on the verge of tears and her in the moment She's like, I just miss her. She's been gone for so long. We're so close. Normally, we talk about everything. I would normally know everything about a new guy she's dating. And now she's, like, with someone, and I don't even know know him at all. Like, this more than anything, I was like, oh, wow, you are really close. Like, I'm much more from a family where they would mostly find out about a boyfriend by me bringing him home. And... She's like, I expect to be involved at every step of the way. (laughs) So um, they talk first to catch up. And Katie says that Zach is so genuine and down to earth, but he's not the guy she typically go for, but the perfect guy. It's funny to me that like like he just seems so much like the kind of guy that someone like
1: her. It would It actually date. really made me wonder who she normally would go for. I want to yeah. I want to like see all of her ex boyfriends now. I want
2: yeah. I I also was like, in what way is he different? Like, do you mean that like you yeah. had a pattern of dating guys who aren't as solid or something, and you're he's more you know solid? Hard to know because she
1: is not specific.
2: Yeah, but I mean. Anne doesn't seem uh, bothered by this at all. She's like, do you think you're ready? Do you think you could get engaged to him? There are other women involved, but like, do you feel ready? And Katie gets choked up and she's like, I really value, you, value your opinion. And if you don't see us being good life partners, I would rethink it for sure. It's intense. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I feel like especially for her mom, it must be hard to be in this position where like her relationships didn't work out and so there is I think when that happens to you some distrust it's like do do I know how to pick partners and then your daughter is like and I need you to pick the right partner for me I would be like I don't know (laughs) don't make (laughs) me do that (laughs) but her mom clearly is willing to like take on because she's a good mom she loves her daughter she wants to take on whatever she can to like help help Katie make these decisions. So time for the all important conversation.
1: Zach and Anne sit down and Anne is like, I can tell Katie is really smitten, but I'm concerned. Katie is really selective, but you are dating other women. And Zach is like, yeah, you're right. Like this is really strange to me dating multiple women, but I can a hundred percent see a future with Katie. He just he seems more decisive with Katie than necessarily with the other women. We have a clip of some of the rest of their conversation. It's Katie. So, yeah, like, are we saying possibly that you think you might be falling in love with Katie?
0: I understand the strength and power of like saying I love that you word. to someone. Yeah, And like it's not a word that can just be tossed around in, in my okay. book. And I can tell you this, I can absolutely see
1: myself falling in love with her. Okay. Zach is being careful here. He's like, I know the rules of this show, and I am not going to trap myself yeah. by by saying the love word too
2: early. Yeah. It's always hard to read too much into what they say at hometowns. I think that after Rachel's hometown on Clayton season, I was like, he's picking Rachel. Yeah. Um, They do want all the families to feel comfortable and confident without overpromising. But he seems to be being extra careful. He's just like, I'm not going to say anything that's going to tip you off. I can see a future with her. I can see myself falling in love with her. But there's nothing to say like, oh, I see her differently than the other women or like she's special. He's just like... I don't know. If I were one, any of the parents, I would come away
1: from it feeling like, well, it's someone else, to be honest. Or just like, I don't know, and there's nothing I can do, and I guess I just have to relinquish control. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it, you're broken by the process. Katie's Aunt Jill asks her how she sees
2: Zach fitting into this family, which is very close. And she says, well, I do see him. In the family, I think he would fit in really well. I see him being my husband and the father of my kids, but I haven't told him that I'm falling in love with him. And her aunt says, I know it's hard to make yourself vulnerable, but that's what love is. And then they both get very emotional and Katie
1: cries um, because she's scared to take that risk. And because all of these women have been in these horribly toxic somewhat abusive relationships you know we've talked about this before earlier in the season um but it's it's upsetting to see and katie says that she's like i hung on to a toxic relationship for seven years because i didn't want to see another man leave my life and she says with the exception of my brother every single man in my life has failed me oh that was heartbreaking She says she's not sure she can deal with another man walking out of her life.
2: Yeah. It's (sighs) really, it's really sad. Like, I really like Katie and so in a selfish way, I'm I'm glad she came on the show. I've, I've liked watching her relationship with Zach. They seem really well suited. But part of me is just like, I don't think you should have come on
1: this show. Like, the whole concept of which is The whole premise is like, a man is likely going to make you feel very close to him and then leave you.
2: Yeah. And in such a very, like, public and vulnerable setting. And yeah, it made me just, like, afraid for her, even though I do think she's going to win. That doesn't mean she won't get hurt along the way. And she might not win. I might be wrong. Like, I don't... She doesn't seem like she is in a good position because of everything she's gone through to like, take that on board. And, and I, I've, I come from a very different background, but I do relate in a way like when you've had an early loss, it can be very, very hard to metabolize loss again in relationships. Like you might put too much weight on a romantic relationship to replace what you are getting from the person that you, the parent or parent figure that you lost and yeah. that makes you less likely to want to leave a relationship that might not be working that makes you cling to something that is broken because you are imbuing the the weight of a relationship that is supposed to last forever unconditionally onto a relationship that is supposed to be conditional and possibly only for a short time and that's very hard not to do and i i just i hope that this <laughs> All I know I just wanted to work
1: I wanted to work out for her Yeah. Oh god Not that I want any of the women to be hurt We want them all to no. be blissfully happy Yeah
2: <sighs> Everyone's going to be happy in the end We're, we're, we're wishing that yeah. We're, willing, we're, that we're willing it Afterwards Katie uh, circles back with her mom Just to find out like if she's getting the The go ahead The approval And Anne pauses for a long time And then says I know you want that for me that like assurance that I approve and I just want you to know he's kind he's sweet he's charming he's quirky he's funny he comes from a good family he ticks all the boxes for you I would completely support this for you if that's what you wanted that is not where I saw that going at the beginning of the <laughs> statement but it seems like ultimately
1: she just is just another parent just another parent out here supporting what their daughter wants to do. And we love yeah. that. I feel like there's
2: that hesitation that's like, I would really hate to approve and be wrong,
1: but... Seems worse to disapprove, and then you end up with this person, so... Yeah. So, they... I mean, it's like, if you have a clear
2: red flag that you can be like, maybe keep an eye on that, that's one thing. But he seems nice, so... Yeah. yeah. They finish the meeting with a big group hug. Katie is ready to give her
1: love to the right man, and the right man is Zach. Zach the Snack is in business. Finally, we get another bench. Thank God. Return to form. Katie and Zach sit on the bench, and she's like, I'm even more confident now because I can see you fitting into my family. She tells him that she's falling in love with him, and it feels good because her heart is safe with him. He looks genuinely overjoyed. And they kiss. He looks
2: so... This was actually... He's thrilled. The point where I felt this was the a most tell. in the hometown date that felt the most I could tell to me. Like, he looked extremely emotional hearing that. Yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, he is, like... He is flying He really, right now. really needed the approval. Yeah. Um, back in L.A., it's time for Zach the Snack to axe one of these lovely women who just brought him home to their families.
1: And I love all four of them.
2: I know. And so does Zach. He loves them so much. How can he choose? Thank God there's a knock on the door. It's Sean Lowe. He's here to help Zach decide which happy-looking future to kill in the cradle.
1: I just love that they were like, Sean, we're making you work this season. We're getting our money's worth. You're signing a contract. And like you'll be making multiple appearances That's at appearances least two in-person in appearances yeah. and, and one FaceTime. <laughs> like, we're not making these payments for nothing. They are so committed to making Zach's season work. They're like, we, we're we just bringing... If we bring Sean in enough times, Zach will just be like It'll Sean. It'll just rub off on him. I mean, they've tried it before, and it hasn't, <laughs> hasn't
2: worked, but, but maybe this, this it's, time. I feel like they're the most committed They're going this time. harder. It is so funny to me, though, because, like, just imagine having the opportunity to get paid probably a bunch of money to to take a little jaunt over to L.A., knock I mean, on a door, yeah. sit on a couch while a guy recaps his hometown. Like, you don't even have to recap anything. Like, we don't get paid nearly as much as this probably to recap an episode. He just literally sits there while something is recapped <laughs> for him. And then he's Incredible. like, pick the one you like the best,
1: man. That's what you gotta do. You know do. what? I love this opportunity for him. <laughs> get your bag, Sean. <laughs> Good for you. He's got three you, kids you, now, you, you know. know. You gotta, exactly got to
2: bring home the bacon. So Zach recaps all his hometowns for Sean with some sepia tinged, like vignette aperture clips for us. And
1: I Shawn, feel like they stopped doing this for a while. The sort of like recap of the relationships, and this is something that they've really brought back for this season. I've noticed they've been doing it for a few weeks now. They want us to remember what's happening. Yeah. It's
2: filler. I mean, I do think that there's more filler this season because the drama has been less unhinged. And I appreciate it. We need filler for our mental health. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Sean takes it all in and he's like, I remember that feeling, the pressure of choosing between four amazing women, the confusion. And as I was just sitting with it, my mind kept drifting back to, man, I have so much fun with Catherine. I think I want to marry Catherine. And spend my life with Catherine. And Zach nods very seriously. Thank you, Sean. Now I understand what has to be done. And now it's time for our rose ceremony.
1: All of the women arrive looking absolutely stunning and understandably also terrified. Yeah. They know the axe is falling.
2: But they're also like... They're in this weird space where they're all like, well, my hometown date went amazing. Like, I'm feeling so good about my date with Zach. But also, like, anything can happen, right? Like, no one is there being like, well, I think that hometown fucked me over. And no one had a disastrous hometown. Yeah, but they all know that there's the possibility that, regardless, you can be sent home. Gabby tells Jesse that she's falling in love with Zach and he doesn't know. Katie tells Jesse that she had the opportunity to tell Zach she was falling in love. It's like she had the opportunity to, like, take an internship with Vogue (laughs) or something. Charity also tells Jesse that she told Zach she was falling in love. Ariel tells Jesse that she told him how she felt, which is that she, I believe, was falling for him. Falling in love, yeah. So, again, it's not played out that much. Gabby is the only one who hasn't used the F word at this point out. they
1: don't yeah they don't they don't make a deal out of it also because i think zach clearly was just going to keep gabby this
2: week. i really think they could have to me it was it was most likely ariel or gabby at this Jared. point oh really because i do after years of watching this show i'm just like she didn't express her feelings but they didn't play it up and that's how I should have known that it wasn't going to be an issue. But at the yeah, same time, I like, think, they could have made more tension and drama by playing it up anyway and, like,
1: cutting especially back to because her of the like, order I, should of the t- roses. I should have told him
2: how I felt when I had the opportunity and maybe that's going to come back to haunt me now. Yeah, this
1: was an editing error because they did not properly play up the tension. I think I was a little confused because I was like, well, maybe Ariel's going home.
2: Yeah, I because they just think seem like Ariel the most different. The
1: top. Yeah, yeah. She was the then, la- last to get a one-on-one out of. And then many she moments. was the first called for the rose ceremony, Again. and I was like, "Oh, yeah,
2: okay, what?" <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the roses go to Ariel, Katie, and Gabby in that order.
1: I felt like once once he said Ariel, I was like, "Oh, so Charity's gonna go home." I, Even though I guess maybe Gabby would have then been the most logical, but because they didn't play up that tension. It was
2: obvious to me that Katie was not going to go home. Right. Ariel seemed like the most likely to go home. And then once she was called, I was kind of not sure at that point, which maybe doesn't speak well of my acuity
1: <laughs> so or maybe they were we they are. were banking on what you were saying that that gabby was so nervous after her hometown about not seeing him and they were like they'll just think it's going to be gabby so we'll put gabby last. yeah
2: i mean things went really well with charity and i think that that threw me off a little bit because i have been thinking that they weren't going to make it to the end together and, but then it went so well and like things were rocky at the end with Gabby and I'm like, Zach doesn't like doubts. And, but I don't know. I think that it's interesting that they actually shows Sean being like, oh, I have so much fun with Catherine. Maybe she's the one I should marry. Cause as I was going back through the episode, I was like, I feel like charity is the person whose rep, whose relationship with him from what we see in the edit is the least based around having fun. Like yeah, I feel like they have a much true. more serious dynamic. It's very comfortable. It's not like stiff. But no, she's the but person that I that least playful. feel like. Oh, this
1: brings out his
2: playfulness.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point. And so maybe that that is kind of where Zach landed. We'll never know because Zach will never tell any of these women what happened. <laughs> He'll just be like, I don't know, something. <laughs> it wasn't there. Gadiana. I had to listen to my heart and my gut. So this, yeah, as we said, charity is is going home. These four women all really love each other. So you can tell that though Ariel, Katie, and Gabby are relieved, they're also devastated. Yeah. It's Charity
2: was like the heart of the house,
1: I think, yeah. this season.
2: And they they embrace her and Zach walks her out. She's trying to hold it together. You can hear her <sighs> breath is unsteady.
1: Oh, I felt I felt for her so much in this moment.
2: So they sit on a bench. And she says she doesn't know what to say. This is really hard. She starts to cry. He tells her this is the hardest decision he's had to make. And he was sick to his stomach all day. And then he says, I might be making the wrong decision. And she stops him and is like, don't say that. Zach, don't (sighs) say
1: that. What are you doing?
2: Yeah, Zach. (laughs) Do you think that's helping? Well, what
1: that tells me is that Zach is like really wasn't sure what he was going to do.
2: Yeah, I, I agree, because I do think that earlier in the season, he's been comfortable being like, this is just what my gut is telling me. And yeah.
1: And understandably, it's like he's finally gotten to the part of the season where he's like, oh, I, I genuinely am into all of these women. Whereas before, there were, was always someone who maybe he respected or enjoyed or thought was beautiful. But once you get to those final four, it's probably all people that you could in some capacity See, being see at least dating in a real way.
2: Yeah, but you can't say that. Like that doesn't actually no. help. So Charity finally says not that helpful. she took a big risk coming, and the moment he spoke, she knew the experience would be something incredible. She says it's bittersweet, and Zach says, "I know you don't want to hear this from me, but you deserve all the love, and I couldn't give it to you. I'm grateful to know you." And they hug. She gets in the in the she gets in the suburban and in the car she cries she says i don't have words it doesn't make sense it makes no fucking sense to me sometimes that's just the way life goes and it sucks i think we have a clip of some of the rest of her exit speech which means i'm one step closer to finding who i need to be with <sighs>
1: Biggest fear is someone saying, like, I can't give you the love you deserve. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that freaking means. So this is funny because I feel like I have seen more specific process bachelorette queue up exits. And yet charity really got the future bachelorette music cue. And you know,
2: it wasn't the like most manicured "I'm ready to find the love that I deserve" speech, but I do think I do think it can get her there. I mean, oh,
1: I agree a hundred percent. One I step also closer kind of to finding who I need to be with. Yes. Plus, that they line. set her
2: up with a biggest fear, which would do stand her in good stead during her season.
1: Oh, such a good point. Mm. Then, oh, okay. Yeah, that is that is a good setup. I also sort of appreciated that she's clearly annoyed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, you're allowed to be kind of angry when someone rejects you. Like, that feels very relatable and human. And I kind of appreciated seeing that, even though, obviously, it really sucks to watch her go. And that... Must have been very frustrating. I also want to say that I know that he meant what he said to charity, but that also was the line that he said to Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. Uh it probably hard. was it's like hard. this was a really good line. It's true. It's true. It, it is a compliment at the same time. What's wrong with it's it? It's just
1: it's rough to see it back to back two weeks in yeah. a row.
2: Yeah. It's Feels like a script, and it's like, yeah. Well, he's breaking up with a lot of
1: women. He needs a script. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily blame him. But I was like, ooh, that stood out to me. And yeah, Charity's clearly like, what the fuck does that mean? I think that
2: when she has some distance, it will make more. sense. Because like, who
1: wants to I be agree. with someone
2: who can't love you the way you want to be loved? I actually think right it makes at, a lot at the end of, of the sense. day,
1: at the end of the day, that's actually in, in a way why a lot of breakups happen, right? right? Like. Right. Whether or not I respect you and care about you and think that you're incredible, if I can't return the feelings that you deserve in a relationship, we shouldn't be together. Yeah. And Yeah, I do think ultimately with a little distance, Charity is is going to feel respected by Zach. And I think that that's what will stay with her.
2: I hope so. I want all these women to come out of this season feeling so respected. That is my prayer for them. That's (laughs) the dream. I always just want to watch reality shows where everyone feels
1: respected at the end. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, just a classic, classic. It's what usually happens on reality TV in in our experience. Everyone's really respected. So respected. Uh, (laughs) So the
2: teaser... Makes it look like Fantasy Suites Week turns into just a shit show of women crying in swimsuits on the beach, so can't wait so for that. So much to look forward women to. And Tell All is coming up tomorrow, which is so soon, so we won't even waste time recapping the teaser of that. No. <laughs> See you soon.
1: But and we do need to recap
2: the credit sequence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Zach takes his fun fact and he turns it into Bachelor canon. By telling Gabby for the cameras that his favorite topping for pancakes is mustard. Uh, he actually just as horrified yellow as Gabby. mustard. I was willing to. He's like, to try. I love
1: mustard on pancakes, oh and I hate real maple syrup.
2: I'm like, I understand not going for real maple syrup if your taste buds are used to something much sweeter. But yellow mustard, <laughs> I feel like you should be a little more open-minded. Yellow. Yellow also. Like, I was willing to try a pancake with some, like, Dijon mustard mixed with maple syrup. I don't know if I can stomach a pancake with yellow mustard squirted all over it. I... no. (laughs) I was willing to do it for
1: TikTok. And now I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do it. If... I'm gonna say, if we get another opportunity to interview Zach in person... And we have access to pancakes and yellow mustard. I will do it for science, but only with sack. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be out here obtaining my own yellow mustard, making a pancake in my home, and desecrating it with yellow mustard. I, I do won't. now routinely
2: make pancakes for my toddler, and I'm like. How would he feel if mommy just squirted some yellow mustard? Oh my god!
1: Him? Actually, that is the video I want to watch. Max, Max taste testing, taste testing it. Yellow no, he mustard. Would be like
2: I want it, and then I would give it to him, and then
1: and he'd he would be cry. so angry, he'd be so mad. At I me. want him to eat that, and then be like, "Here's some high fructose corn syrup for you, Max." That he'd enjoy probably. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. So she, Gabby, is also horrified. She's like, I've never had yellow mustard. Actually, same. I think I, I mean, maybe it's just like, sometimes it's already on something, right? Like a fast food burger. (laughs) She's like, I've also never had ranch dressing. And he says, you don't like ranch dressing? And she says, I don't know. I've never had it. (laughs) Fair enough, Gabby. Fair. (laughs) Again, something that I love to tell my toddler when he is refusing to take a bite of something. Being like, I don't like it. Like you've never and you're like had you don't it. know. You don't know. <laughs> Try ranch dressing, Gabby. Do it for Zach. Open
1: your mind, <laughs> but not so open not that you're so like, open. yes, yellow mustard <laughs> on pancakes. We love a moderately open mind.
2: And now it's time for love to see it, hate to see it. First. Love to see it.
1: We love to see that Zach has officially nixed all of the asking the father and the family for permission to marry their daughter. Thank goodness. We don't need it. We don't need it. Look at this. We did a whole Hometowns episode without that tired trope. And it's so— And it was great. It's so great.
2: It's just felt so much more natural I love that when this gets dropped I when it happens it just has that weird feeling of just like you know all the you're applying to like 15 universities but you're only going to go to one and you're like I just want to have that safety blessing in my back pocket for my backup you know it's like (laughs) it's weird I I much prefer it this way We, we don't need it we don't need it We also, relatedly, love to see the families really deferring to the judgment of their daughters and their sisters, and in some cases, their nieces. Like, these are women who have good heads on their shoulders. They've been through it, and they're adults. And the families are just there to express some healthy skepticism, give a once-over, and then sort of let their adult children make their own decisions. And it doesn't seem like any of them are... Standing there, being like, you must pass go. You you must collect my blessing to pass go. Like, they're they're putting the power in their children's hands. Oh, I love
1: it. Also, of course, we love to see Ariel again injecting that Jewish cultural specificity into the show. Again, cannot stress enough how groundbreaking this is for a non-Christian faith to be spoken about in detail on The Bachelor. Relatedly a jewish deli on the bachelor my god
2: this is i've
1: peaked i've peaked
2: (laughs) i loved it so much uh love to see charity and her brother sharing just an openly emotional moment we love brothers but specifically we love a soft boy brother who is emotionally supportive
1: and open soft boys and soft girls this season is just full of them We also love to see Katie and Zach having a date that I think just really showcases how natural and easy and compatible of a match they could really be. I see this relationship, I think it's a relationship that might actually have a chance of succeeding. And so that we love to see. I could really
2: see it. And also, I kind of just want to bring back this kind of hometown. I think it stands in for something that has been missing from the show globally, because there's so much focus on the lavish dates and the the gimmicks and the -the over-the-top stuff. And there's, like, no representation of ordinary life together. And I do, I did love that early Bachelorette season when she just, like, saw everyone's actual home where they live and... Yeah, it's great. ...got to experience, like, sort of a day in their life. And I'm like, yeah, everyone should just take her home for an actual day in their life. Or take, take him home, in this case, the lead. Like, how much more... Interesting would it be after season after season of like here's my hometown. Like we love baseball here, so we're gonna sit on a baseball field and have a picnic. And it's like, (laughs) is that what you do? Like, come on.
1: And now hate to see it. We hate to see Zach reusing the I can't give you the love you deserve line he gave to Brooklyn with charity. It it is true. I understand why it was said. I don't know if it was just, like, the editing, the fact that it was so close together and that Charity seemed confused by it, but, like, oh Yeah. hate to see it repeated. I relatedly just
2: hate to see that he is struggling at this point where the women are expecting more answers to articulate in an appropriate, context-suitable way why he's ending their relationship, to give them that little bit of closure and... Yeah. I do think that there is space to say something like, we've had such an amazing connection. I have now like these four amazing connections. And I just realized that there are, there's something missing from our relationship that I have with the other women. And it's really hard to admit because you're so special to me, but there's just, there's something that isn't going the full distance with us yeah and to kind of just like not address it at all and just be like I don't know what happened anyway bye (laughs) it's just like not quite enough I understand why these women are left feeling sort of confused yeah me too
1: we also hate to see mustard on pancakes hate to see it never want to see it never want to think about it hate it yellow mustard yellow mustard I hate it I hate it I hate thinking about it (laughs) hate thinking about seeing it. <laughs> hate it.
2: Uh,
1: um,
2: yeah, I I hate the re-emergence of the super protective brother trope, which not all Ugh. of the brothers played into as much as they were clearly expected
1: to. But, but you could tell that they really wanted it. They're like, we're not yeah. getting the paternalism of the asking the father for permission. So, we really need all of these brothers to, yeah. like, fill in that paternalism gap for us. They have
2: Sean even being like, oh, yeah, the brothers are the hardest. That's even worse than the dads. Like, there, there's a, an emphasis on it in this episode. And I, you know, now that I am, like, raising a boy of my own, I'm just like, the way that we expect children, like, brothers and sisters, to relate to their siblings is so deeply fraught with, like, gender norms. And that's one of the places where it gets the most baked in. And, like, if you're a brother, you protect your sister. And if you're a sister, you nurture your siblings and you care for them. And I don't think that those stereotypes are conducive to the most healthy and fulfilling (laughs) dynamics in sibling relationships. And I think that some of the most beautiful moments we see between brothers and sisters on this episode don't really comport with that at all and are much more just about two people who care about each other and are emotionally supportive of each other and
1: so i just like i'm i'm over the protective brother trope on this should not agree more 100 and finally we hate to see zach preferring high fructose corn syrup to any semblance of actual maple syrup I'm sorry, it's an abomination. Zach, I just <laughs> I want you to to open your mind and your taste buds to the beauty of real maple syrup. It's Zach, listen, it's just like coffee
2: or whiskey. It might taste weird at first, but that's just complexity and nuance, <laughs> flavor nuance. And as you expose yourself to it, you'll come to appreciate it more. I've been there. Um, It can happen. I I would love to say... Claire's like,
1: I'm a testament. (laughs) I'm proof. You can do it.
2: I would love to say that I will show that open-mindedness by putting yellow mustard on my pancakes, but, like,
1: there are limits (laughs) to to what I'm talking about here. And now it's time for our personality rating out of 10 Verzakis. Personally, I think this episode was an all-time high. Yeah, Hometowns was a good
2: episode for Chill Zach. Just having fun, Zach. Zach's kicking back and being himself. We see him joking around a lot on his dates, especially as we mentioned with Ariel and Gabby and even Katie. Was that a sign that this is what he needs in his life is just to laugh and make jokes about cow tongue? Maybe. We see him claiming to like both pancake syrup and cow tongue, as well as cinnamon gluten-free cereal. He's not great with flat-pack furniture from what I saw, but he is good at carrying mattresses. And his dancing just seemed a little more comfortable in a line dancing setting rather than like on a yacht without any music. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So, yeah, I think this was like a high watermark. I really felt like... I could see myself hanging out with Zach for an hour or so after watching this episode. <laughs> That's my version of of being in the process. I could really see a future of briefly hanging out with this person.
1: <laughs> well, you've already done that, technically. For 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm ready to level yeah, up
2: yeah level up yeah. let's have a
1: longer interview next time <laughs> so what do we think is this like a 7 a 7.5 even I'm gonna say 7 7 7 for, Zachies, for 7 Zachie. for Zachies Ugh. love that when love is that Gabby for, bring love that for when is Gabby gonna bring back her nicknames
2: when is Gabby gonna bust out a Zachie for us
1: she, I, I don't know I think she's learned her lesson she's like that didn't <laughs> she's go like, over well like I will well. never nickname this man yeah I'll never bring it up again <laughs> And on that note, that is it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire.
2: Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Habib and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive
1: producer. If you like our show, do everything that you would do to support a show you enjoy. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course... Spread the word. Tell all of your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to See it pod and on Instagram at clareandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clareandemmapodsubstack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We will be back tomorrow for Women Tell All. Oh,
0: love Visit EgglandsBest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.